Welcome back to the Wealthy Woman Show. It's Donnie. And as you can see, I'm still in Atlanta. So I'm like batch recording, of course. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am kind of tired. It is 10 p.m. here. And um, that's totally my fault because I've been kind of scattered today. I was trying to get my life. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I was trying to get my life. <laughs> that's what we'll say. And um, yeah, it was a good day, though. It was a good day. And so anyway... So as you guys know, I interviewed Jazz from Jazz Turner from uh, TikTok a few episodes ago. And when I interviewed her before we hit record, I remember us talking about being selfish. And she was like, that's a good episode. You should do that, like about being a selfish woman. And I was like, oh, you're right. So here we are. What we were talking about is how we are both like kind of selfish and we don't plan on changing that. And I don't know if she's always been that way, but I definitely have not been that way all my life. And this is a new thing for me. And I do it unapologetically. And the funny thing is, I think my family, if you ask them, they would think I was selfish, which is kind of wild. But they, and I think I do, I, okay, I will say with them, I have had to set certain boundaries because they don't know how to have healthy boundaries. So if you're not like just giving, giving, giving all the time. They think that you are selfish. Um, so, and this is before, like, when I was not really self, what I would consider selfish. I would actually give too much to people and overextend a lot of times. So now I've become very selfish. And we were talking about how, me and Jazz were talking about how a lot of times we get, like, irritated even having to do stuff for our dogs. And so, <laughs> which is horrible. But um, having to do stuff for our dogs and all that because, like, it's – you have to be selfless even with stuff like that. And the more responsibility you have, the more selfless you have to become. And for her, she's in a relationship, but she even loves – like, they're in a long-distance relationship, and she loves that because – she said that it's not as much responsibility because he's not there constantly. So when the person's always there, there's like more responsibility to show up and do things. Not that she doesn't have to do things to maintain her relationship, but you get what I'm saying. So I agree. I'm like, I, I think that's why for the last year and a half, I have been very much anti-relationship. And there were moments where I was like, yes, I want a relationship. But like, I was lying. I was lying to myself. I wanted the intimacy without the relationship. And so um, that is what we call an F boy. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> kidding, not kidding. I apologize to every person that I have hurt over the last year and a half because I know that I have hurt some feelings and it was not intentional. But my me being selfish definitely got in the way of a lot of happiness for certain people. Or a lot of progress with certain relationships and dynamics. So I apologize to all of you that I hurt. Now, on to today's topic. So <laughs> when when we started talking about that, the main reason we started talking about it was because she said that her boyfriend doesn't want to have kids. And she doesn't want to have kids. And I said, where did you find him? Uh, because every person that I have encountered over the last year and a half, two years, three years, however many years, everyone wants children. I'm like, uh, I don't. And I used to try to pretend and like lie and act like I did, but I don't. I don't want children. And I just have to like be real about that. And 
I think before when I was a people pleaser, I used to think that if I really wanted someone like romantically in my life, I would have to bend in that area in order to keep them around. And that sucks, you know, but I used to lie and try to convince myself. It's a lie that I wanted them, but I was willing to do it. Oh, thank God I never had a child with any of them, any of these people that I lied to. But um, <laughs> I was willing, I was absolutely willing to have a child with um, people that I've dated in the past in order to keep them around, if that's what it took, you know? And so I definitely would lie and try to convince myself that I wanted to have children when they said that they wanted to have children. Now, I would always, I would, I do give myself this credit. I would always be like, ah, I only want one or two. I don't want that many. I don't want not you're not getting a lot out of me but even that I that's that's a lie I don't want that I remember with my ex when I told him the lie initially I'd started the thing the conversation as you know I used to not really want children and his face dropped he was like wait what and he'd heard it as like I just don't want children he didn't hear the used to and so then after that I was like trying to like convince him I was like no no no. I said I used to I want children now I'm, I totally want children Duh. and it, he knew I was lying and I knew I was lying and he looked like he went like someone just ran over his dog and I hate that I even lied to him in that moment because he knew that was a big deal and I knew it was a big deal and we should have just been done then but I lied and said I wanted and I tried to convince him and he tried to convince himself that I was telling the truth and that was just one of the many problems that we had so Then fast forward, um, the very last person that I dated, I I don't even know, off and on, casually dated, whatever, he said that he didn't want children or he didn't care. That's what it was. He didn't care because he had already experienced kind of what it was like to be a father on some level. And so because he like scratched that itch, he wasn't, it wasn't that deep to him. Like he was okay with the idea of not having children. And I was like, oh, that always stood out in my brain. And also there were other things about him that I, that indicated to me that I could have a certain level of selfishness, if that makes sense. But then there were other moments where he would do things and say things that indicated to me that that might not be true. And I said, ooh, can I be selfish with you or not? Which one is it? <laughs> like, ooh, I was getting green flags and then all of a sudden now I'm feeling trapped or like I will be trapped. Um, I remember he made a comment one time about like when you're in a relationship with someone, you have control over them or something like that. And I was like, what? And he's like, at the bottom, at the end of the day. Okay, no, let me not do that. Let me not. Do- Why do I always, when I'm impersonating him, I always do that voice. <laughs> That's how you know I'm talking about him is if I do that voice. <laughs> but he was like, at the end of the day, um, that's what it is. Like you, they have control over each other. I could tell you not to do something and I'd have to listen or you'd have to listen and vice versa. Like if you didn't want me to do something, I just have to not do it. And I'm like, it's not that simple. It's really not that simple. Um, I wish it was, but that's not, that's not how that works. And you don't, you shouldn't want to have control over anyone. Like that's, I don't know. Anyway. So that was like a red flag. I said, mm, this, this doesn't sound good. I think for me, after dealing with so many different types of people and experiencing what I could be, like how I could be selfish in that that relationship, that really helped me to gauge like, okay, 
does this align with the level of selfish I want to be? And I think one thing that me and Jazz were talking about was like a lot of women these days want to be selfish, you know? And I think that that should be totally welcomed. I think men have always been selfish and it's never looked down upon. But I think with women, because we're the backbone of so many things, we are not really given the space and we're shamed a lot of times when we want to be selfish. And I think that is so sad. This contact in my eye is really tripping. So if I start tearing up, I promise I'm not being emotional. I am not being emotional. I just, my contact is really trying me right now. It's fighting me. It's fighting my eyeball. So I'm going to take it out as soon as I'm done with this. But anyway, I think a lot of times, I mean, a lot of us women, we feel shame around being selfish and a lot of us want to be selfish, but no one's making room for us to be selfish, if that makes sense. For me, the kid thing is just an example of the type of selfish I want to be. But also, too, I started realizing me wanting to be selfish, a lot of the areas I want to be selfish in stem from traumatizing experiences I've had. So, for instance, children, I realized I don't want to have children because watching my parents raise me and my sister... I really felt like we made their lives hard, you know? And I'm like, oof, I don't want that ever. I don't want, like, I just don't remember them having, or to me, from the outside looking in, it didn't seem like their lives were as fulfilling because of of me and my sister. And my mom just recently told me, she was like, yeah, I like being your mother. And I said, you do? Are you sure? (laughs) She's like, she thought I was trying to be funny. And I was like, no, I'm so serious. I didn't think that you liked being a mom. You're, she's a good mom, but I didn't think that she necessarily enjoyed it because she loves to point out the fact that she was not able to do a lot of things because of me and my sister. And so I'm like, well, to me, that indicates that you would rather not be a mom. Um, so you could do those things and that's totally fine as well. Like I, Hey, I get it. Hey, I get it. Okay. So (laughs) observing them and seeing how it impacted their lives. I was like, I, I don't really want children. I was like, uh, ghetto. Um, and then also too, every time I would discuss having children, it was always with family or in a romantic relationship it was never like a thing that I think I ever desired. Like even as a little kid, I don't re- ever recall myself like being like, oh, I just can't wait to be a mom. I always said I can't wait to be married. That was always my thing. I can't wait to be married. I can't wait to be married. And never, never was I like, oh, I just can't wait to be a mom. Like I never dreamt of like doing mom things. And that's okay. Like that is totally fine. And I just, that's just not my thing. And so hearing... And seeing an example of like Jazz finding a partner that is okay with not having having children, that was great to me. Like seeing that they're so aligned and then he also doesn't want to have children and stuff. I was like, okay, it might be possible for me to meet someone that doesn't want to have children that I actually align with and that I like. Because I'm, I'm the kind of person that kind of needs to see evidence that like what I want is out there. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds weird considering that, like, I'm so big on manifesting and all that. Like, I'm normally pretty good at imagining whatever I want. But in that case, I think because I haven't seen many examples, that was hard for me. And also, too, most of the women that I know, they all want to be moms. Except for my best friend, Jasmine. She actually, that's her business to tell. Let me shut up. So anyway, um... (laughs) But aside from the children thing, I think 
I've just seen also so many dynamics like between like the like relational dynamics where the woman is just taking on so much more than the man and they the man never sees it or realizes it it's so interesting they just never see it and just in a relationship in general women normally take on a lot so then on top of that when you add a child it is just a huge load a huge load add multiple children it's just like my gosh you're just carrying the whole relationship on your back so <laughs> no I'm kidding the whole family is on your back and that was another thing I, I used to always say that that was like my thing to say is like if I meet a man that I feel like would be a good dad then I will have a child with him and as cute as that sounds I still really just don't want children but but if I did, I think that would definitely still be the stipulation is like, you have to show me that you are not going to sit here and just think that paying for things and showing up to special events and all that is enough. Like, it's just not. Yeah, no. Because the men, it's, and I'm talking about the men that be in the house, like be right there, married to the woman in the house, like all of that, taking care of the family. This, those are the men that are still not doing as much as they could. Like they don't realize how much effort goes into raising a child. And so they don't know much about their child. They don't know their favorite color. They don't know what they're allergic to. This is why that you always see that stereotype of like, oh gosh, I don't know if I should leave the children with him because what's going to happen because he's not involved as much as he should be on a daily basis. So he doesn't know what to do when it's time for the mom to leave. And that's what I did not want for my life. I said, Ooh, count me out immediately. Count me out. But aside from that, when it comes to being selfish, I think, um, more also in terms of just the lifestyle I want, I want to, whether I have a partner or not, I'm getting to the stage of life too, where I'm like, if I stay single, okay. Like, I'm not, I'm really not pressed to be in a relationship. I think there are definitely moments where, like, it sounds nice, but then I'm just like, mm, I don't really care. Like, and this is not even coming from a place of, like, me just trying to pretend like I'm okay. Like, no, I, I genuinely am, like, I feel so full on my own that a person coming in does not change how full I feel if that makes sense like that does not change how um well-rounded I feel as a person or how happy I feel I'm I'm pretty solid like I've worked so hard on myself that I feel good on my own like I feel really satisfied so with that being said when you get to that place everything is like first and foremost what feels good to you like what do you desire what do you truly want what feels good for you because it's not even about trying to you know do something so that you can look good to somebody and be and look like a good partner and all that. It's like, no, I really just want to enjoy my life, you know? And so for me, I still want to travel the world, you know? And I want to do that without a lot of responsibility and having to coordinate all this stuff. Truffle is enough. Truffle is more than enough. You guys like literally truffle. My gosh. And just let me, let me just put this into perspective, okay? Just to kind of show you where I'm at in life and how little responsibility I have. So my poor baby, last weekend, he was so sick, so sick. And then the weekend before that, the weekend before that, I, me, Jasmine, Truffle, and her dog, Ace, we all went to this dog event that I was invited to, right? So we go to the event, 
And me and Truffle, if I'm isolated, Truffle's isolated, okay? So like I've been saying, I, or I don't know if I told y'all this. I think I told y'all. I've been isolating myself, okay? Um, I, mama's been going through a lot. And so I've been minding my business, isolating myself, and I only see a few people every once in a while. And Jasmine is one of those people. But this time, we decided to go to an event. And so Truffle hasn't really been around a lot of people like that either, and I was, I really wanted to go for him because I was like, he needs to go somewhere. So, <laughs> so we go to this event. He's excited to see Ace, all the things. And um, I thought it was great. I thought he was having a fun time. Then a couple of days later, he goes and gets his vaccines that he needed to get. And then now I'm realizing he should have got, I should have tried to get him the vaccines before we went to the event. Cause child, I don't know what he caught. He almost died though. The point is he almost died last weekend. No exaggeration. This boy was unresponsive. Okay. So long story short, after shortly, like a day or two after his vaccines, he starts throwing up and they told me to watch for that. Like if he starts throwing up or whatever, let him know, throw up or diarrhea. That was the two things I said. And that was the two things he had. I go and mind you, they said within the first 24 hours, but I said, regardless, these are the two things y'all said to look for. So I'm still going to tell you. So I told them and they were like, ah, I don't know if it's that. Have you taken them anywhere? I'm thinking they meant, have you taken them anywhere since the shots? But I didn't realize when you, when dogs catch certain things, it like they could have been exposed a week ago and now they're just seeing symptoms. So I didn't tell them that he had gone to this event, but that's probably what did it was the event. Anyway, long story short, he might've had parvo or something crazy because this boy started pooping blood clots and he would not stop throwing up. He threw up till the point where he's just gagging. Like there's nothing coming out. He's only pooping blood clots. There's no more poop in his system. And, um, I did take him to the vet. I tried to do all these different things. They were not helping the way they should have. They said he started pooping blood while he was with them. And I didn't realize it when I picked him up. They told me, but they said it casually as if it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't realize they weren't giving him anything really while he was there. He was there for like five, six hours, hadn't eaten or anything. So by the time I take him home, he's dehydrated. He's losing blood. He's still gagging and throwing up. He hasn't eaten. So this boy was literally about to die. He's so tiny. He's only six pounds, you guys. He's he's tall. Like, he looks tall um, for, like, his type of, like, the type of dog he is. He's, he's a toy poodle. So his, lo- uh, his legs are actually long, so he's kind of high. But, like, he is only six pounds. He's a very tiny dog. So... I'm like, oh my God, like he, he got to the point where he was literally not looking at, like I was yelling in his face, calling his name. He would not turn and look at me. The doorbell rang. He didn't look, he didn't bark. He didn't anything. He like literally just unresponsive. And then at a certain point, his eyes like drifted like bat. And I said, oh no, I thought he was like dying right then. And I was like, oh my God, and I'm shaking him. <laughs> it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. Anyway. My mom realized he needed to get Pedialyte, okay? And so she got him some Pedialyte, um, and that was the fastest I've ever seen her go to the store. She ran to the store, got him Pedialyte, and then, honey, I pumped it in him because it kind of acts like an IV, basically. And because um, I'm like, I literally just came from the vet. I keep calling them, and they're not telling me to bring him in or take him anywhere. They're acting like everything is normal. So she's like, let me just go around and get the Pedialyte. So I go, she runs and gets the Pedialyte and all this stuff. 
And long story short, he lived and the Pedialyte revived him enough to where he was getting to a stable place and moving again. Like literally, because I was trying to stand him up. He just fell to the ground. Like he was not moving, you guys. He was weak. He was dehydrated. It, it was just everything was gone. Like he was gone. So anyway, revived him. He finally got to the point where he started eating again. He wouldn't eat anything. Um, and then he started, he stopped pooping blood. He stopped throwing up all that. Right. And all of this took place, mind you, I have a flight to catch a few days later. My dad's birthday was that, so, okay, all this stuff happened with Truffle. It started on Friday night going into, what was that? Yeah, Friday night going into Saturday. Saturday, that's when it got really bad and I took him to the vet and all this stuff. Then um, Sunday, we're still recovering And then Monday, my dad's birthday. So I'm like trying to still help him recover, but then like do stuff for my dad, celebrate that. Then I'm like, want, um, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a flight in two days to come here. And so this is the thing. (laughs) This is where the selfish part comes in. Everything else, I kind of like been working around it and making sure that like I was very present with him. I was trying to be a Okay, that's my thing these days. I'm a, I try to be a good mom to Truffle because I love that boy. Um, <laughs> so that was sacrifice because I was like, I just to be, I'll I'll be some level of transparent, okay? Because I don't really want to tell my business right now. I'll tell y'all later. But here's one thing because I've already talked about it online. I just bought a Tesla, and I knew, I, and that's the thing. I knew on was it Thursday or Friday? One of those days I knew at that point I was ready to go on and buy the car. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm buying the car. And so it was supposed to be an exciting day. And then he gets sick. And I said, Oh my God, mind you at that point, I'm not really thinking about it anymore. Um, but it kind of is in the back of my head because there's certain, I have a timeline of things I'm trying to do right now. And I was like, I need this done by a certain date so that I can move on to the next thing. Like everything has to happen in a certain order. (laughs) I was like, this situation with him trying to die is not convenient right now. Like I need, I need this to not happen because if you die right now, I just, I just, I mean, life was just finally getting good. And then I was like, no, this is not happening. Great. My light went out, you guys. But I was like, this is not happening right now. This is not, you can't die. This is just not going to happen. So, I go and I'm like, that's when I was like trying to revive him and all that stuff. And then he's finally starting to get better. But mind you, I still felt bad leaving because I'm like, you still were just sick two seconds ago and you're still kind of recovering. Like I could tell his energy levels and all the stuff was just not optimal still yet. And so, um, but I was like, I have to go. I have to, because the stuff I'm doing right now, we're on a timeline. We are, we, there is no other option. Okay. It is, I have to go and I have to go. It's either I go or I go. Like there's no other option. So because of that, I had to leave him with my mom. Now, if this was a real child, like a human child, that, that wouldn't fly. I would have had to stay home. I would have had to be present with them, all that. Right. I would have looked like the worst mom in the world if I had left and done what I did. But honey, I said, uh-uh, I got a cow. 
I gotta go because my testy's waiting on me in Atlanta. So I was like, I gotta go. And then there's some other stuff I needed to do while I was here that just had to happen. And it's gonna benefit him as well. Mind you, he don't care or no, or it makes no difference to him. And I get it. It is what it is. But I was like, uh uh-uh. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. I am so sorry. Now that you're not like, you know, life or death, life or death stage, I'm just gonna leave you with my mom. And she's going to take care of you. And so now every day, every day my mom FaceTimes me and he looks so sad. He just looks in the camera and just looks miserable. And he's so mad at me. And my mom said he keeps looking for me. And it's just, I feel bad. I really do. But he's not a real child. He's a dog. And he's okay. He's, He's making it. He's making it. He's barking again. He's doing all the things. So I don't feel terrible. But I know that, like, if he was a real child, I would be, I would, all, everything that I've been able to do this week, I just would not be able to do it. And that, I just can't even, I can't even comprehend that. You know, like, that's just not something I can really uh, fully take in (laughs) and understand right now. And I don't see myself ever understanding that. Um, So, yeah, I'm like, "Mm, I... I got a little taste and it was ghetto. And I said, no, 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 no. Won't be me. And outside of that, though, (laughs) outside of that, though, I think I also get to be really selfish with my career choices. So I always think about my mom when she was my age. She had me. Ooh, y'all getting old. Coming up here, she would have had my sister here too, but not quite yet. Not quite yet. When she was my age, she's probably pregnant. I think she was pregnant. Yeah, with my sister. She's pregnant with my sister. She had me. I was like nine years old. Okay. Me and my sister are nine and a half years apart. She was also married. She had just gotten married like a year or two before that. And that was a lot. That's a lot of responsibility. I can't even imagine. Like how? How, Sway? How you got a whole nine-year-old? Ain't you pregnant with the next one? Ain't you got a husband? Like how? Mm-mm. I can't even imagine all that right now. Like, I can. Like, I'm finally getting to the point where I'm, like, realizing how old I am. And I'm like, oh, I'm not 25. Like, for a while, like, this is so ridiculous. But for a while, I could not comprehend that I was past the year 25. Like, I kept thinking in my head I was 25 still. It was so weird. And, like, every time I would, like, look at years on the calendar or something, like, I kept thinking I was, like, one age. And it was just a whole thing. I, I just, I couldn't comprehend that. It's kind of crazy to me that my mom really had me and her whole life was set up to compensate me and like my dad and all these different things. And I'm just like, that's too much. That's way too much. A nine-year-old with that. It's not even just like a little kid. It's like, you have a nine-year-old. You've been with this child for a minute. This child's been here for a minute. You've been sacrificing and all this stuff for a minute. But because of that, because of her having me I know that she had to do a lot of things work-wise that were more so out of survival or out of necessity instead of just like being able to take the time to figure out okay what works for me right now so like even myself I for most of my early 20s I was in the stage of like always figuring things out as most 20 year olds are you know and I was like always just I don't know I was always trying to do something that didn't work and all this stuff and it wasn't until my mid-20s where I was like 
all of a sudden I had everything figured out and everyone thought I was so great and everyone thought I had accomplished so much and I thought I was great that I had figured life out and I was hitting, like I was accomplishing all the things I wanted to accomplish and finding quote unquote success, right? But after that, when things went left, um, I've been in this weird transition stage of trying to figure out like, one, I know what I want to do next, but like, how do I get there? How do I transition? And just having the freedom to do that and the space to do that because I don't have a child or someone depending on me. All I have is Truffle. I just have to make sure he eats and, um, I don't know, gets, stays out of the way. I don't know. It's like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I don't have all these, I don't have to go as hard. Okay. I don't have children. I don't have kids. So we don't, we don't live the same life. I don't have to go as hard. So yeah, so I'm like, that's kind of wild to me to even think that like there are other people out here living a totally opposite life. Okay. (laughs) Totally opposite. And I just don't think that I could ever do that. Like I just never, I don't see that for myself, but also too, I commend every woman that actually does do that for themselves. Like or that want it and that wants it and desires it. And that's like, cause somebody got to have it. Somebody got to populate the earth. Somebody got to have children. Um, somebody got to show people how it's done to juggle a bunch of stuff. But also too, I think I, as I'm at this age, especially I keep learning all these things about myself to where I'm like, I don't know that I have the capacity to even be a good mother. Like, not that you can't be a good mom if you have ADHD and not that you can't be a good mom if, you know, you have, um, you know, just like things that you're trying to figure out, like you can absolutely still be a good mom, but I know that you can be an even better mom and feel better about your life when you have certain things in place. And I think that's why also too, a lot of women are choosing to have children later in life and, I totally respect that, and I think that's a great option if you could do it in a healthy and safe way. I think for me, it's just all about choosing what's best for you and doing it without feeling the shame behind it and without um, allowing yourself to do, you know, to choose it, it to impress people or, you know, like, we're done. We're done with that. I think you should, if you, whatever you want, whether you want the kids or not, whether you want a certain lifestyle or not, like do it for you, not for your partner, not for anybody but yourself. I think that's the biggest takeaway that I want you to have from this episode. It's a safe space to be selfish, I think. And be selfish with the little things. Like I know for myself, I don't want to ever live with a partner again unless I'm married to them. I very much want to enjoy my own space. There are just so many things where I'm just like, I, I just will never do that again. I will never do that again. I will never compromise that again. And that's not to say I'm not open to compromise because there's so many things I'm open to compromising on, but there's a lot of things that I'm also not willing to compromise on because I have no interest in people pleasing. I have no interest in compromising my boundaries and my happiness. So if it doesn't interfere with any of that, then yeah, we can totally make adjustments. (laughs) Anyway, so I think the biggest thing that I want for anyone that's listening to this to think about and reflect on is, are you being selfish enough or are there areas of your life where you could allow yourself to be more selfish, allow yourself to take more liberties and to prioritize your happiness and as if it's a need? Because it is a need. Your happiness and your wants are still needs. And we have to start seeing it that way, you know? 
yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, or if you have thoughts, please let me know what the thoughts are. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts because we are on a race to getting to 100 reviews. We're about halfway there. So help a girl out. It helps tremendously. The, the, the audience is growing because the show is being recommended to more people. And that is because of your help and your reviews. Okay. That's the only way the show grows. So if you would be a doll and leave a review, you can do it anonymously and let me know your honest feedback. I really appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. 